to Absolutely Not Sis with your hosts, Laura and Courtney. We discuss all things grief, life, turning 30, speaking your truth, and learning how to say absolutely not sis in a world where we're all conditioned to say yes, yes, yes. Hi everyone, it's Fraser Kilgo here from Lugton's Real Estate and thanks for listening in to Absolutely Not Sis. They're messages of support for people going through difficult times, learning how to overcome obstacles, and encouraging speaking out when you need a hand is something we can all relate to on some level. Tuning in to real estate needs or next family move is what I'm passionate about. So if you or someone you know is looking at making a move, please get in touch for a low-key chat over a coffee. For now, let's enjoy another brilliant episode of Absolutely Not Sis. Hi everybody. Kia ora, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the next episode of Absolutely Not Boop Boop. That is me and you, Courtney. Oh, oh my gosh, what a little jingle. 10 out of 10 would do again. Could um, do again. How are you going? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. You I'm wonderful. Wonderful, capital W. And we are very wonderful today because we have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today. We sure do. Um, written a bit of an intro, you know, like the pros do. Um, but just to give our listeners out there a bit of a background... Um, we've got the beautiful Sarah Keane. No? New yeah. name? Sarah Oliver. Sarah Oliver. I knew her from Morrinsville Intermediate as Sarah Keane, okay? But Sarah Oliver. Um, so Sarah is the creator of Emily's Room. And Emily's Room is a business specialising in handmade accessories and gifts. Uh, Sarah created this beautiful Instagram page in memory of her little daughter, Emily, who Sarah sadly lost at only four weeks old. So today we're going to be speaking to Sarah about her journey with infant loss, grief, infertility and motherhood. She's a wife, a daughter, a natural creative and most importantly a beautiful mama. Sarah reached out to Courtney and I in our absolute noxious inbox about two months ago I think it was um, and she was thanking us for our grief episode in season one and we connected over the weird and wonderful world of grief and all its crazy dynamics. So Courtney and I thought it would be a incredibly informative and educational episode to share Sarah's story um, because we do like to try and normalise talking about these heavy topics that are often swept under the rug um, and Sarah has some beautiful words in how she can articulate her journey with grief and all that comes with it. So on that note, a quick disclaimer, as explained above in today's episode, we will be having conversations around infant loss, grief, depression and infertility. Um, as much as we all love our listeners to tune in every week, we do strongly advise you to listen with caution in case of any triggers around those topics. Remember that courts and I love you and remember to be kind to yourself no matter where you are on your journey. Because as RuPaul would say, if you cannot love yourself, how in the hell you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen, amen, and click it on out. Amen, amen, and click it on out. So with that said, welcome. Hi. How Hi. are you? Yeah, good. You it good? is mm. so nice to have you. Thanks. Thanks for coming on in. Thanks just, for having me. It just feels like we're at, like, well, as I said, I knew from Morris <gasps> to media, but because we've been voice noting in the old inbox, it yes. feels like we, we've already connected so much. And I used to call you Laura Jane, and you used to call me Sarah Jane, and I don't know why. Oh my god, we did. You used to call me Laura Jane. Yeah, I don't know why. How special. Love was, that for you guys. It was honestly yeah. years ago, but it feels like I've just seen you again. Like Aww. it's like yesterday. It's crazy. Aww. So really cool that you stumbled across our potty. Did you just literally stumble across it, or how yeah. did you find it? I think... I found it through Fraser's wife, Kendra. Oh, yes. Oh, Shout yeah. out, Kenny. Yeah. And I saw Fraser at your launch. 
season oh, two launch. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't at the launch. No, I was like, I was like, oh my god. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, Laura's confused. I'm confused. She could feel my confusion. And I was like, hey, I know her. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's me. It's Laura Jane. It's Laura Jane. Yeah. Nothing's changed. She still talks way too much um, stuff. So that's me. That's me in a nutshell. And so what episode did you listen to to start with? Do you remember? Did the first you, one. You started from the yeah, start. Yeah, started from the start. Yeah. I think I listened to maybe the first three really quickly. Yeah. And maybe they were, I can't even remember now actually, but yeah, were they neither. like the most intense ones yeah, for so you guys maybe? Because they were the first ones? First one we just chit-chatted. And then grief was our third, second or, mm. no, probably our second. Mm. Wasn't I it? think we came in quite hot. Yeah, yeah, second or third episode. It was a big one. Mm. And that's why I was like, oh, wow, these guys are talking about it. Yeah. yeah. We, we did not leave any stones unturned. But I also course. didn't realise that it was that big of a deal, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I knew that people don't talk about stuff. Stuff, but it's not until we got feedback being like wow you're actually like talking about it I was yeah. like yeah this isn't just yeah. saying how how much we miss our mummy and daddy this is you mm-hmm. unpacking mm. and trying to educate at the same time yeah. around this is what you should say to someone and this mm. is what you definitely shouldn't say to someone mm. which actually helped so many people yeah mm. it did which was and really just cool. giving just giving people that um the freedom to not know sometimes and be okay with that and like yeah. sit in the uncomfortable and be like yeah actually I'm not I'm not always going to say or do the right thing for someone going through grief, and I just have to be okay with that. Yes, yeah. So, how about we have a little intro from you? Tell us a bit mm. about yourself. Um, give us the lowdown. Where you from? Tell us who'd you vote for. No, you, yeah. <laughs> what religion are you? Who's your favourite politician? No. Okay. Um, grew up in Lawrenceville. Shout out Motown. Um, then moved to Hamilton. <laughs> City of dreams. You sound so disappointed. Yeah. Then moved to Hamilton. Oh no, I moved to Hamilton. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I got out of the villa and I moved to Kitty Kitty Door. Yeah. Um, went to high school here. Um. Pfft. My mum always, I I don't know. I like to do a bit of everything at high school. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. Crafty, arty. Had your hands drama. in all the pies. Oh, all the pies. All the sticky old but, cherry pies. But not the like mathematical ones. Oh, yeah. we sound very the same. Yeah. Oh. None of that smart business. I'm right? not oh, here no. for the no books. Pythagoras. No. You know. If I can't see it and hold it, then you're nothing. It's, it's nothing. nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah. You are yeah. nothing You're to nothing. me. You don't deserve yeah. me. So um, mum always said to me that I would be a good teacher because I like to do a bit of this, you know, a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it turns out I wasn't very good at literacy and numeracy. Oh, um, but I a tricky did, one. Yeah, but I did go and become a teacher. Good on you. <laughs> yep. Um, and then met my husband there. We went over to England, did that. Was that a two-year OE? Or? I think we did like a year and a half because of how it fell with holidays. Oh, okay. And cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I lived in Brighton. Oh, my god, Best place to live. Oh, my god, That's yes. amazing. That is like the ultimate. If I went back there, it would be Brighton. I honestly dream about just walking through the streets again. Like, in my dreams. <laughs> Do like, you? Yes. And then you just feel this little bit of sadness in your yes. soul. You're like, and I I'm can't like, believe that was my life. And then sometimes I dream like... I go there for a day. Like, I fly all the way there, I'm there for a day, and I'm like, right, what would I do in this one day that I'm there? 
As an actual dream? Yeah, yeah. This is lucid dreaming. This is a whole nother chat. Uh-huh. This is like, you're in control of your dreams, Sarah. This is uh-huh. a gift. This is a gift, everybody. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I do have a little something special. There's that. But it's something special. <laughs> save it for another episode, darling. Yeah. I've got a little bit of something. <laughs> I've got a little bit of something, something to share with you. I've just got a little bit of psychic. I'm a little Toot bit psychic. my own horn over here. No, you do, girl. We all love celebrating <laughs> our gifts and talents here. Um... Yeah, came back, went into early childhood, then went into primary, uh, and then tried to start a family. And that was starting a family something that you'd always had on the cards? Oh, yeah. It was like, what can I do until I become a mum? Right. So you you were born to be a mother. Yeah. 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 It was like, I can't wait to make a baby's puree. Yeah. I can't wait to put them in their little bags and yeah, uh, that was you. I don't know. That was me. All yeah, all the little things, just like. Do I like your... to do that now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> and so, um, how was your journey to conceiving? Was it a bish bash bosh wham bam? Thank you, ma'am. Get it done, or was it a longer journey? Longer journey. So, you know, you know, at our wedding, we were like. I can't wait to start a family with you, all that nice stuff. And, like, looking back at that now, it's like, man, you were so naive. Really? Yeah, like, and it makes me sad because I wish I could be that person again. Just not knowing what was coming. Yeah. We relate to that on so many levels, grieving the old person that you were. And you wish you could just dive back into that time and space and moment and be like, oh, my gosh, please just be okay. Yeah. And it was, like, just that bliss of, like, being married oh, you know, it might take six months to get pregnant. Well, six months is gone, eight months is gone, nine months is gone, and it's going and it's going, and it's like people around me are getting pregnant and having their babies, and I'm still trying to have a baby. Still trying. So naturally trying still at that Naturally trying, yep. And how old were you, sorry? Maybe 27? 27, yeah. Um, I assumed I had problems yeah as as a woman woman would would. um went to get all the tests at Fertility Associates in Hamilton and my husband came too um I was all healthy um and he had low sperm count oh yeah so you hadn't at the time considered that that might have been an like an issue right yeah um which was just kind of like but you've got millions of sperm yeah. in your yeah. sample how how is that not enough and they're like no 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 you need like hundreds of thousands of million or whatever yeah 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 really? like whatever and like numbers how Good sad quality. for those sperms though because that means mm. that like a hundred million of them let's say you need a hundred and one million a hundred million of them are going to kick it and they don't even know, yeah, they don't they don't even know. know. they're in the race of their lifetime and their race is a really short <laughs> that's race a, that's a and race it's like and there's enough of you guys like yeah. come on like just Surely. let someone have it Surely. come on guys just <laughs> Just you come know, on, guys, get firewise somehow. <laughs> just sort it out, would you? Sort it yeah. out. Get in the right direction, plant yourself a seed and move yeah. on. And at that time, was there any conversation? Was there any education? Did you have any knowledge around that? Because I wouldn't say five years ago if mm. I was trying to conceive. And Yeah, I, I mean, I knew of people who had done IVF. Um, or who were doing IVF. There was a really good Facebook page yep. um, that I followed, a New Zealand fertility Facebook page. Yeah. Amazing. Like, incredible. Just set up by other women? Yeah, I think right. so. Yep. And 
everyone just asks things or tells their stories and from that you can kind of piece together everything like we did get the formal education on how procedures work and everything um but a lot of the support and a lot of the what ifs came from that facebook page really yeah that's amazing um yeah and so then you're in this situation Mm -hmm. where old mates swimmers are Mm. the best and was that a strain on your relationship on your marriage or did it give you more drive where you're like we've got to get this sorted and done Mm. um it was it was hard for me yeah um hard for me because I couldn't control anything yeah like nothing I could do would change it and do you think like part of that's like the um the kind of personality that you have to go into teaching like a lot of being a teacher as I would know (laughs) like is about being able to control and have control Mm -hmm. and not like in a dominating way but like in a I know it's a safe space because I've made these plans I know what's going to happen I know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of that Mm -hmm. so that's really hard to let go when you don't have those like when you don't have it right there and you can't be like but no that's not what I planned mm-hmm. it's not in the paperwork that I've done you know that's tricky yeah. and it's sure. so hard like your whole life you're trying not to get pregnant yes oh, <sighs> well honestly. 100% you're just being mm. taught that you need to just not yeah. and then all of a sudden that's all you want and you just expect well I've done all the I've done alright not getting pregnant so mm. it should be easy should be and easy. then you go through the oh well I shouldn't have even taken those morning after pills all those oh. times why would I like why was I why were we even using protection yeah why you know, was I on the, were you on the pill Did I you? was on the pill for yeah. a while and then so at that time you probably thought maybe that had something to do with it before no, knowing w- no because I stopped taking it maybe like a year before trying because you were like I want to make sure because yeah. I did all the prep yeah she was an organized teacher I'm she an, was she did all the pre-planning <laughs> she was getting ready for her reliever yeah <laughs> she's prepping for that reliever she definitely was I wanted to go on maternity leave <laughs> yeah. yeah she had it all lined up yeah. ready to go and yeah. so from there um you did you sorry I, I was just for one second I was like really distracted by the headphones you went down the IVF route mm-hmm. you did yep. and you were able to conceive like how many rounds did you have to go through so we did one egg collection and you get like I got lots of eggs like it could have been like in the 20s or 30s wow. no and then oh did they test the t- no, and, no and then like every stage the eggs oh. go through it almost Decreased. passed yeah, yeah sure. so in the end we ended up getting five embryos wow yeah and I was like woohoo yeah that's great some people struggle to get one even one yeah got five babies in the freezer yeah yeah and then Correct me if I'm wrong, but then do they test each of them to make sure that they're viable? So we didn't. Oh, okay, so you don't have to. You don't have to. That comes at a large cost. Oh, it does? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because we had low sperm count, we did ICSI, which is they inject the sperm into the egg rather than putting the egg and the sperm in the dish and they naturally do it. It was like giving them a little nudge. We nudged it right on in there. Wow. Yeah. Isn't science incredible? It's amazing. Mind-blowing. And insane. Yeah. And so did you have success with your first implant? Is it called implant? Transfer. Transfer? Yeah. Um, No. first baby? No. No. So I had a positive home pregnancy test. Yeah. And I was like, woohoo, amazing. All this money worked money money worked like money can bring you anything right money well spent money well spent (laughs) it should bring you everything you need absolutely you would hope like in that sense 
Um, and I had a positive pregnancy test at home. They rang me and they were like, hey, your, what is it, HCG level? Oh, level, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's not, it needs to be 50 or a higher. Yours is at five. I'm like, but I've got a positive test. Yeah. She's like, it means there's HCG in your urine, urine. Yeah. but it's not enough to be, to be able to call you pregnant. Um, well, that's an absolutely not cis from us. That is honestly <laughs> such know. a mind boggle. What a it roller is. coaster! The emotions because you've been You're trying just, for so long, and then you finally got the, it. Oh, mm, tell sorry. me about that. No, so I tell keep me. interrupting. No, this is your story. This is your story, girlfriend. <laughs> so tell us how that felt for you. Like, was it absolutely devastating to realise that it wasn't what you expected it was going to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely devastating. I cried. I let myself cry for a day. Then I was like, it's, they told me on the phone, and I said okay now what do we do how do we can we do another one next month and it was straight on to the next one and it was like keep that momentum i just can't deal yeah gotta move on gotta keep going yeah yeah that must be a lot of mentality of lots of women and and, and families that go through that because like you said it is a huge cost Mm. to get this beautiful baby in your life Mm -hmm. and so to think for one minute like it it feels like time is of the essence and time is so precious you don't have time to waste so it's like okay let's move on then let's let's have my day to cry Mm -hmm. let's get um straight back into this because we just don't have Mm -hmm. especially when you reflect back on this plan that you had Mm -hmm. and you got married and then cool it's time Mm -hmm. for the baby and then you're looking at where you are then in that moment you're like hang on i'm I'm losing months here like Mm -hmm. i just want this baby and like we'd actually like i fully had planned it out that we did the transfer in march so that I could go on maternity leave at the end of the year. Yes. Boom! Yeah. Cha- she is on to it. <laughs> you two were literally separated at birth. If Amazing. you were a teacher, my highest recommendation <laughs> is if you had any control over when you're getting pregnant, absolutely time it so that it's the end of the year, my friends. Absolutely. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Get your bloody six weeks holiday. Smash out another five grand on top. Mm-hmm. You boom, you bang, and you live yeah. in your life. That is just and top that of the pop. Is how court sees it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. Same. <laughs> well, that was my plan. Yeah, and as we know, they don't always go to plan. Don't always go to plan. So then, how many more trimes did you try until you? Did you, you say trimes? Trimes. <laughs> how many trimes? How many more trimes? <laughs> hey, we're just trying to save time, so I'm just yeah. adding words together. Yeah. Um, how many more times? Um, did you have to go through that? Uh, so our next one, I got pregnant with Emily. Wow. So it was your second, second round. Yeah. 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 And yay, pregnant. What a feeling. Just cool you guys were elated yep this is what i wanted however i don't know if there's a baby in there yeah and this is so weird like i don't know if i something in me knew something was wrong right i knew i was pregnant loved my pregnant body felt freaking beautiful and I just didn't feel like a baby was going to come out. So there was just like that disconnect of like the actual experience happening. Like I am pregnant. They're telling me I'm pregnant. I know my body is pregnant, but something that two and two aren't kind of going Mm -hmm. together. Like, yay, I'm buying clothes. Oh my goodness. I can buy all these girly things. I'm going to make her room. But I would sit in her room. I'd fold her clothes. I would, I don't know. I'd just be there and I couldn't imagine a baby being in there. Wow. So yeah. you had this this sense. And I didn't know what it was. 
And kind of, at the time, were you accepting of that feeling? Were you like... Or you just kind of a bit curious or kind of like tried to push it away or thought that that was just maybe a normal feeling that maybe women go through during their pregnancies? Mm. I said to my, I told my midwife and she was like, oh, well, I can guarantee you there's a baby in there, you know? Just kind of tried to like hype it up and be a bit funny and like, you know, joke it off for you. Yeah. That was it a bit more serious than what she maybe had assumed, like um, in your delivery of that. Like, I'm just not really connecting there. Those, Those things are the same. Maybe looking back now, it was probably a little bit more I should have looked into it like I could have but this is your first baby right and so many Mm -hmm. things about being a first-time parent that we look back on right and we go I so should have said something then or I wish that I'd pushed that point then or I really Mm -hmm. wish I'd questioned that more Mm -hmm. because you're so trusting everybody as we learn to be right Mm. so it's really easy to just go oh of course well you know what you're talking about or like oh no what I shouldn't think this like I should be grateful or all Mm. these things exactly and also trying to explain that to somebody even now you're trying to you're finding it difficult to put words but it makes that all of that stuff makes sense to me Mm -hmm. and it will to you but Mm. like you know you feel a bit woo woo right Mm. probably talking about that if you're trying to explain to a midwife or a doctor or somebody in medicine that I can feel in my soul that there is something mm. off here. Mm. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna mm. think you're crazy. So mm. how would how would anyone be able to get around that? You know, and you know we worked really hard to get this baby. So so the immediate so thing is that you should, you should be so stoked about that. Yeah. You should be so grateful yeah. and be like putting a hundred and ten percent into the idea that you have a, you're having a baby. And everyone's going, wow, you must be so excited. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just holding on because. Yeah. Is it was it that mentality of I won't believe it till she's here. I won't believe it until she's here. And then when she got here, you we had a C-section. I had a C-section. Tucked in that bit. <laughs> Sat there in his turn. Your turn, my turn. Sitting there having a sandwich like every other husband in delivery room. Oh, no, just on the floor. Just on the floor. Yes, he got a lemonade ice block because oh. he was feeling a bit faint. Oh, those stories. Diddums. my darling. But yeah, she got handed to me and actually I had asked doctor or the anaesthetist at the time can I have the curtain taken down so I can see her connected to me so that I know she came from me yeah because I had 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 these thoughts I need her I need to see see her connected to me so that I know it's not some random baby down the hallway coming into me yeah that's fine yeah that's what you Um, needed but then got really I don't know I felt really sick and they were like oh I guess you don't want to seek had the curtain come down and I was like <laughs> yeah and just oh. kind of went with it and I'm I regret that yeah. massively um yeah. yeah that is hard yeah that was um, your wish mm-hmm. and in that moment it got taken away yeah so just you... just from me being compliant I was gonna yeah. say oh, there's so much to say about mothers especially mm-hmm. and learning to be compliant and, and kind of being conditioned to be compliant and actually having to learn to mm. be an advocate for yourself and your baby is huge, huge. it is massive it is massive it needs to be spoken about mm-hmm. so much more right yeah mm. even in the birthing process right like the um mm. I mean a lot of people are really sure about what they want in their birthing process like you really wanted to see that baby Mm. come like out from you with the curtain down and some people really want to have autonomy over saying no I don't want that epidural yet or I don't want to have intervention yet Mm -hmm. and a a lot of the time for some people that's not necessarily respected if they don't have a good midwife that will back them and say no 
this is what's happening if they've gone that far. Oh. So, I mean, I was very much like very free will and like, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. Like, I'll do whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But if I went a second time, I think I would have a bit more or try and have a bit more autonomy and some say about that. It's mm. so um, interesting. Yeah, I'm really totally. sad for you that you missed that. I'm mm. so sorry. Mm. So that had probably set something in you or th- added to what you yeah. were already unsure about? I think looking back, I probably had a bit of postnatal depression yeah. with Emily. Yeah. I did everything I had to do to meet her needs. Yeah. And I would put her to bed because... You know, you don't hold a baby while they sleep. You put them to bed. Yeah. You know, so they learn to sleep by themselves and doing everything. Ugh. That sort of old traditional. Mm-hmm. You listen to everything. I feel like textbook. You know, yeah. and you it just... can be very contradicting. So you just don't mm-hmm. know what to do half the time. <laughs> so you just are like, well, I don't want to be yelled at or told I'm a bad mum, so I'll mm. put that baby down. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And like, I can't. You know, I can't blame anyone, but I just felt like. I don't know. There was yeah. There was some disconnect. There was something there. There was something there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously at that moment we didn't know that she was unwell. So was she unwell from the time she was born? No, she no. W- well she she was born a perfectly healthy baby, doing everything right, right. Yeah, doing her baby things. Quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, feeding well, doing everything well, and then. She she had her eyes almost shook side to side. Like the pupil or like the, what do you call that? Like iris. the whole no. iris? The whole part of her eye? I'm, yeah, like her yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah like yeah. her eyes were actually shaking yeah, side yeah. to side. And like I spoke to friends and they were like, oh, my baby did that and I thought they were going to be blind. They're fine. Or like, oh, oh, you know, they're just adjusting and all that jazz. Just like normalising your normal worry. Normal newborn eyes. Um, and then over the weekend, she wasn't feeding as well. So we had a lactation consultant come over. She was amazing and we went to bottle for a little bit. And then, yeah, in two weeks, we'll go back to breast and see if that helps. And then by the Sunday, she was not feeding as much. She wasn't having as much volume. And I'm thinking, well, surely they're going to start to drink more as they get older. Yeah. But she was drinking less, and I'm like, hmm. Was it your supply? Like, Was it? You, yeah, because yeah, I was, like, pumping and... Doing everything. Yeah, everything. Um, and Monday morning, she just kind of hadn't woken like she usually does overnight. So I was like, oh, well, I better wake you for a feed. And she woke, but it was really kind of hard to wake her. Um, and then rang the Plunkett helpline, text my midwife. My midwife was going to see me that on Monday afternoon, but I just couldn't wait because I you just I, I had a gut feeling. Knew something. Actually, we took we took her to the GP on the Friday. Actually, oh, yeah, took her to the GP on the Friday. Bring her back in two weeks. If her eyes are still shaking. Typical. Yeah. Um, that makes me so mad. Yeah. On the Monday, took her to A&E at the hospital. And, you know, you go to the count front thing. And they checked her over. Oh, well, if she starts drinking while you're waiting, you can go home. 
I'm like, oh, well, we'll just wait. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Waited, didn't even tell them that her eyes had been shaking because we'd been to the GP. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. You put your trust in them. And the... My baby's a month old. I am so tired. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what is going on. You and sometimes you're like, who have I told? Maybe I did tell them because I just talked to a bunch of people about this. So did I tell you? I don't yeah. know. I'm sleep oh. deprived. I haven't showered. I don't know what's happening. I was loopy. Yeah. So loopy. Hallucinate. Like these oh, are all, yeah. all the things. Yeah. All the things. Um, and yeah, then the doctor, then I ended up telling one of the doctors and they were like, oh, okay. Well, we're going to take her for an MRI. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I know people who have, who have had MRIs before and heard of people who have had MRIs, and it is what it is. And then I could kind of feel like something was happening, like they were quite cagey. Uh, we were waiting to have the MRI, and they were taking a really long time. And she went in with two doctors and they came out and said, oh, she's just in there. She's just finishing the MRI. We just want to let you know that we're either looking for the way her brain is functioning, the way like the pathways have connected. And, yeah. and in my mind, being a teacher, I'm like, okay, well, maybe she has autism or she's, yeah. you know, she's on the spectrum. Yeah, Something's going on. If she, if she'll have if she's got a disability of some kind, we're good. You're we're like good. that's a good outcome because yeah. then I know what the problem is and then, yeah. like what problem being like what yeah. the issue has yeah. been and, that's, and we can live with that. Yep. Like that's fine. We yep. can deal with it. I was like, cool. And they said, oh, we're looking for a physical thing that is in there. And I'm like, well, whatever. That's just not even an option. Yeah. Um, and then. My mum and dad had come up to the hospital because they obviously thought it was serious. I didn't think it was serious because yeah, I'm I'm gone. I'm yeah, just, just loopy from being lost. A first and time also mom. the amount of times that you just hear, oh, we just went to A and E and they do- told us this and we went home. You know, mm-hmm. and that's how you were pretty much treated when you mm-hmm. walked in. Like, oh, another mum with a minor mm-hmm. issue. You'll be fine. Take her home. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then so we got called into a room with a box of tissues. And, yeah, like, it was the start of COVID. So I remember, like, we were all joking around, like, how to shake hands and, like, oh, bump elbows. Oh, should we like, tap feet? Yeah, like, and we were kind of all laughing. Them knowing. What was about to be what was revealed. A, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. still on the Monday? Monday. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long day. That was a long day. My husband had just come off night shift. Oh. Like, it was... He was... It's... Yeah. I'd sent him home, actually, before the MRI. And then I was like, oh, maybe you should come back. Like, maybe this could be something. something. Yeah. Like, you need to come back. So he did come back. Mum and Dad were there. We're in this room. And they were like, yeah, we've found something. It's in her... Cerebellum like that main area where everything functions from. Um, they told me the technical name for it. I don't even want to know what it is. Really? I haven't even remembered what it is because mm. I just don't even care to know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah they said this type of tumor isn't seen in children this young usually it's seen in children five and above um so this is really rare um we've already been on the phone to starship you'll get sent up there um and then we were like what like what do you mean huh they were like well because of where the cancer is and i was like whoa cancer you're like hang on sorry (laughs) hold the phone when were we getting the actual so this is this is it well this is how i remember it i don't know Oh but your brain was probably gosh. going a million miles an hour. You yep. just had a bit of a laugh about COVID. Oh, well, it's yeah. not what you thought was coming. Not at all. No, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. I just said, "What the mm. bleep?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember Mum saying, "Oh, so they said because of where it is, unfortunately, there's no treatment." And, yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, I just couldn't say anything. Yeah. Um, And I remember mum saying, I don't know why I'm laughing. I remember mum saying, um, well, how long do we have left with her? And my dad being like, oh, Raven, oh, stop it. Yeah, but I was like, but actual, how long? Yeah, it's like question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just kind of, I just don't even remember what happened, really. But I just said, I just want her back now. I just want her back now. Yeah. Um, I just need her fed. I need her fed. I need a tube in to get her fed. Like she hasn't fed all day. We've been here. Yeah. I just need to get her fed. Um. And so they handed her to me, and we walked up to the ward. They put a tube in. We fed her. Oh, I can't really remember. That is... Yeah. Wow. And so then were you at Starship the next day? Yes. So we went up to Starship by ambulance. I went in the ambulance with her. My husband and mum and dad went up in the car and I told them at Waikato to leave now so that you get up there the same time we do. Mm. You get up there before. And we got to Starship, me and a nurse and my girl who's got all, like, I can't even, like... That's just... Yeah. Um, How do you even know what you're doing? Like, I don't... I... Like... Like... This is my first time being a mum. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know how to look after her or talk to these doctors or find out what's going on or anything. Like, I just had no control. You needed your support system. Yeah. And I'm wondering where everyone is. And they're like, oh, we're just coming over the Bombay Hills. And you're like, that's too far away. I am like, ugh. So I went and did, we did a CT scan me and this nurse I don't know her name was Rachel she was actually really nice thank you um, Rachel thanks Rachel <laughs> they called her short Rachel because there were two Rachels thank you short Rachel <laughs> I love that that's the stuff you remember too right yeah. that is what hey, I remember that's what your brain yeah. attaches to because yeah. you just, there's, everything else is it's just gonna... too big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they oh and then we went up to Piku on the ward and 
My family came. This was and Tuesday. This was Tuesday. Yeah. I haven't talked about this for I was going to say, you're being so brave to be reliving all of this. It's it's a lot to unpack when you go back into your memories, right? To yeah. unpack it. And I don't think you had until no, we yeah, spoke like, about and, it. And so many times you'll start talking and be like, oh yeah, and then that happened. And then, and then you'll forget the mm. order of events sometimes because it all mm. just blurs into one. Mm. Yeah. And it's like things are really clear yet really blurred yeah like some yeah everything's blurred but there are really clear moments that mm. I remember very yeah. vividly yeah um mm. yeah and so they kept uh, just doing tests and yeah we kept talking to doctors I I honestly I don't know just draining that, well, that was Tuesday I just remember trying to have a shower but mm. like I couldn't because this person had to come in to speak to us and this person had to do this and oh they're gonna do this to her now so you know come and do this and I'm like I just want to shower <laughs> I don't just, know yeah. or just like something normal yeah. like yeah. a normal feeling thing like something that's every day that's routine yeah to, like reset yourself I'm, I just I'm, need, I need that some one time thing. I need just five minutes please yeah I just need someone to not be around me I just need to yeah not be this I need a for one second. Yeah. Yeah. Let me levitate out of what's happening. Yeah. And then I'll come back in five. Mm. Did so, you, oh, you go. I yeah. was going to say, did you get your shower? No. No. Oh, no. I I'm, I don't know. I think, no, I did. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I and I'm asking <laughs> no, for it now. I did. <laughs> so until much later. Yeah. So from the Tuesday, how long um, until things kind of escalated more? So we were told that we would hope to get you home to, to I don't know, in, into your home or to Rainbow Place if you want to go there um, with palliative care and everything. Um, we don't know if it's going to be days, months, weeks, right. you know, and it was kind of like, all right, well, okay. The Tuesday night, we could kind of see she may have been having a few seizures. Oh my god! Um, but they kind of can't tell with babies that young. Yeah. Like it was a, like the her lips were quiver, quivering, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, so she had lots of morphine, and yeah, me and Doug were there, and then we decided I was going to go and sleep for four hours. He was going to stay for four hours and then we were going to switch. Yeah. So we did that. And I just sat there through the night. Yeah. And then that next day she didn't wake up at all. Um, and, and the monitors kept going off and like monitors beep mm. and the nurses would look at it. And kind of turn something off and walk away you know like they don't like yeah yeah you know like monitors at the hospital they beep and they do different things and they yeah. come and they look and then but some of them are quite alarming the beeping yeah yeah, yeah. well I kind of I guess learnt that they're not all bad mm-hmm. I guess you know like because they go off so often yeah it's all good well not it's all good but like yeah. it's 
It might be like a, oh, that, that thing's finished now, and you're like, okay, cool, check, rewrite, whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. But all we know about any kind of alarm is to, for purpose or like, you know, mm. to alert, like, alert. Imp- important. Something. So you're like, something's obviously gone wrong mm. in yeah. your brain. Something mm. danger or something's bad. And like, I don't know how, like, even now, I've got no tears, and like, then I had no tears. I was just like, I've. I don't know. Your body just goes into. Mm-hmm. You've got to get. You've you've just got to do it. It's survival yeah. mode. It does it fully survival, fight or flight. Yeah. You just got to. You just got to do it. You just fight. And. I remember Doug was holding her, and the monitors went off, and the nurse came over. And she said, "Oh, can you just go and get the rest of your family? We're going to bring her over here." And I'm like. Oh, why? <laughs> like, really, why? Um, and she's like, oh, well, we'll just bring her over here so you've got more room. And I'm like, and the penny dropped, and I was like, oh, wait, is this happening now? She's like, yeah, it's starting to. And I'm just like, ah, oh. like, this is like hours. Uh, you know, like it and just there was a possibility where they said to you it could be months or you know mm. like days or months, and mm-hmm. so that would have been a really a real surprise because you hold on to those words, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we just sat by the. Well, I just yeah. It was. Yeah, we just. It was yeah. a time. Yeah. And again, I I like I had no tears. I just. It's like you're just numb. I was just numb, and I just everyone around me was crying, and I just couldn't, couldn't. Not that I was trying to, but you were almost a bit like it's so. It's surreal. just such an yeah. out of body experience. I remember sitting there being like, "Oh, my baby's dying!" Like, what? Just what? Like, yeah. It wasn't your life. You weren't. You're like this. How am I living this? right now yeah it is it's out of body yeah like uh, i just yeah it's surreal it's so many emotions mixed in one and the end result is numbness and what the f-ness mm-hmm. is all is so mm-hmm. much and like what you would have it was felt. such a beautiful day outside and i just like it was like this auckland skyline and we could see the sky tower and the sun was shining and we're just sitting there and we're in a nice comfy chair and my sister-in-law asked if they could take like the tape off her face and take the nose tube out and everything and just so we could see her yeah. and like I just kept wiping her face there was nothing on it but I just kept wiping her face because that's all I could do like I needed to do something because I needed to be in control of this yeah mother's instinct I'd say yeah just... um, and uh yeah yeah I didn't realize oh well you don't realize but like you know like the doctor keeps coming back to check and then he went away and then he came back to check and he goes then he says the time and it's like like uh, that's not happening yeah and Oh, I just, we sat there for so long and I didn't want to let her go. Um, 
and for some reason I don't know why but I didn't want anyone else to hold her but I had I had to speak to the man that was going to do the post-mortem biopsy yeah to so they did a biopsy to take part of her tumor so that they could test it afterwards so they gave us the option to do that when she was alive um and we were like well that's not gonna that's just gonna tell us what it is why would we put her through that if there's no treatment if there's no treatment just don't even just leave her um so we did that after she'd passed away so we had to have a meeting with someone and I handed her to a nurse and then some of my family held her which I don't know I just I needed to hold her yeah I like yeah I was just like I I need her that's a completely justified (laughs) feeling I grew her I and I need her yeah like she's still part of me yeah and they said well we can hold her here while the people come up from the I think they call it the mortuary the mortuary yeah Yeah. and I'm like oh these words are horrible like I don't live in a world where I have to use these words that's Mm. not my vocab no let's not talk about autopsies and that stuff yeah um and I'm like, hang on, you're asking me to leave my baby here? Like, you're asking me to leave my baby here and I walk away? Like, I'm like, no. No, I'm not walking away. You're going to have to take her off me. Um, and it took maybe like an hour and a half, I reckon, for them to get their shit sorted so that they could take her off me. Mm. Um yeah it's one of those things too that obviously they have a job to do but the the humane aspect of things kind of gets pushed to the wayside like that's Mm. someone's baby that just passed and I understand that there's a job in place and that that needs to be done but where's the care of like a grief period Mm. a grief Mm. a a mourning period Mm. Mm. you know whether it can be done then or 12 hours later like yeah yeah like that time I hadn't like since that since her passing like I have heard about those are they little bassinets that are cold that kind of oh I've you know, not heard of them I think oh. they're like little I don't know what they're called but they're like bassinets don't know. a baby that's passed can oh, be in so okay. that you can be with your baby for longer oh yeah. wow in that grieving yeah. stage yeah um I had not heard of them before so um, I was that an option for you at Stash? No, no. It might be an option. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just I yeah. I don't know. There's so many things uh, you probably look back on now, yes. and you're like, I wish I knew about this. I wish I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll just eat you alive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And. I haven't I haven't thought about this for ages because it's too hard. It's it does it is and it's like you're, I just don't have the energy for it. Like you have to put so much like you have to make it real all over again. Mm. You, like you know? I can just feel your heart and your stomach right now as in knots. Like reliving it all is yeah. 
yeah it's it's undescribable so like we just want to say thank you for sharing Mm. those intimate details Mm. of the worst day of your life Sarah Mm. honestly Mm. like your innocent beautiful baby girl Mm. and within what two days of knowing she was unwell yeah and it's so important to talk about it and we hope that if there's anyone out there that's been through a similar situation that this can resonate and give you comfort because you know it does need to these these topics need to be discussed and you'll be encouraging women now that if there's anything feeling off during a pregnancy speak up or Mm. you know showing Mm. the importance of your support system and the importance of family and I'm just so sorry you had to go through that like that's not in the plan that's Mm. not in that was not in the plan it was not in the plan at all Nah. And I bet the days after that just were a blur. It was so bizarre. Yeah. She got taken away and we got Subway and sat in the Auckland domain and ate Subway. And I'm like sitting there eating my Subway going, oh, this is amazing. I Oh, I love this Subway. Oh, and a cookie. Oh, and a white chalky macadamia. Yeah, that's what I remember. And then looking around going, oh, these people are walking around. Oh, they, they've got a dog. Oh, they're just going to be seeing us eating our Subway. They're not going to know, but my baby's just passed away. They're not going to know that. Yeah. That's exactly what you said when you yeah. went shopping on Boxing on Day. On Boxing Day, my dad died on Christmas Day, mm. and I just needed to feel normal. Mm. I just couldn't sit at home and like not do something that other people were doing. Like I like I just wanted to have that. So I was just walking through the mall looking at stuff. Hi, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, my dad just died, but I'd love this skirt to wear to his funeral in a few days. Yeah. Like what? Isn't it mm. weird the way your body reacts to things? Like you just would never like if you mm. think about the scenario of what you've been through, mm. you're imagining being a ball crying on the floor, not being able to function, really struggling, and that's okay if that happened. Mm. But it's also okay mm. if you went to the Auckland domain and you had some subway. Yeah. And it's okay if you didn't sit there crying and it's okay mm. that that was your reaction because you can't control that stuff. Mm. No Mm. one can tell you what that's going to feel like. Mm. And actually, maybe in that moment, you needed a bit of peace of feeling like I am a person Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying this Subway on my Italian herb and cheese. And it was comforting because it was something that you (laughs) knew. She knows. Oh, can we just give it up for Italian herbs and cheese? Gosh, I love an Italian herbs and cheese. I know, right? But that was your little slice of normality for a quick glimpse of time, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And all the thoughts processing in your head. Mm. My biggest thing was, how's everyone just carrying on normal? Yeah, do, like, do you not know what just happened? Yeah. Like, I arrived at to Heathrow. I got on this plane. I got sat between two people in a terrible seat because I had to book last minute. They're being chirpy, chirpy. What are you going to New Zealand for? I wasn't ready to tell them. Oh, just visiting family. And then you're sitting next to them. And after eight hours, a little tear started. And the nice lady next to me was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah sorry I should have let you know earlier um this is actually what's happened and she was so lovely she held my hand she wanted to pour me a whiskey like oh yeah but and then the other guy next to me was a a really nice guy from Rotorua and he's like I've been in your situation a year and a half ago I had to fly home to bury my dad so I know how you feel and we held hands for like five minutes and I was like I just thought thank you mum for putting me on this plane next to these two yeah. people because yeah. I could have been sat next mm-hmm. to any big snorry McSnorrisons or someone you know but it's yeah. like 
for those first eight hours on that flight I'm like hi everybody on this plane mum just died unexpectedly uh, anyone want to check in but you know what like you could have done that like you yeah. could have not said a thing that whole flight but you were like yeah you know what I am gonna speak I, I, I will tell them yeah because I didn't want to be that because and I got a bit of anxiety so if I thought I needed to go to the toilet to let it out but I let one tear roll down in 24 hours and that's it and then like you say you're sitting in the domain having subway or you're going to glassons to buy funeral clothes Mm. i pulled up to my my mum and stepdad's house where Mm. she died and my two brothers and stepdad were in there having a laugh having a beer Mm. and i walked in Mm. gave me a hug did you want a beer and i was like absolutely i'll take the entire box of beer thanks Mm -hmm. and then half an hour later at the funeral home and she's in a coffin Mm. and i'm like what's are you serious what do you mean has this all just happened and i had so Mm. many outer bodies Mm. like Mm. this isn't my story no this is i think um what's interesting is we've all gone through such different types of loss the way that we've lost people like that you've been a mother and you've lost your child we've both lost parents but in different ways completely different um and and so much like you never can I, I just want to remind people don't ever compare your grief and think that mm. it's not as important as somebody else's yeah. like we obviously feel comfortable sharing with Sarah our story and we're kind of back and forthing because we live in a really similar space at the moment where we can it's like you don't want it to bond you in a way because you're like that's so sad that grief bonds people like but it really does like we can sit here and be like obviously we don't have any idea what it would be like to lose a child but we hear you and we see you and we appreciate yeah. that mm and like the things you're trying to justify to yourself and be like oh my god I can't believe I did that but that's like so okay Mm -hmm. like there was a few times where you kind of like were like why did I think that or why did I just laugh and I'm like you don't need to worry about that stuff because this is your story and whatever comes up comes up and that's how you get Mm -hmm. through it and Mm -hmm. it's like that unspoken just like an it's like a language that you kind of understand as soon as you've heard of someone losing someone Mm. like I've been at a party a few times or out meeting somebody and it'll be I lost my mum to cancer last year I'll be like I lost my mum and it's almost like yay okay cool Mm. I'm not alone yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. be my magnet be my friend you get me now because you're taught growing up how to do you know you're you're taught how to be you know as a child how you should behave yeah do this do that yep and then it's like, well, no one taught me how to grieve. Mm. Nobody told me what I need to do. What do I do? Like, what do I do now? What do you yeah. do now? Like, what do I do now? I've got, like, empty arms. What am I meant to do? Going back to your house, having her room of stuff there, <sighs> that's a whole nother ball game. That's a whole nother ball game. And with that said, we are really excited to continue this chat with Sarah in our next episode. So um, we really hope that you enjoyed listening to Sarah's story and I hope that there's somebody out there that really um, finds comfort in this episode and maybe feels like if you ever need to you can reach out to us and talk to us about what you've been through and maybe this is a really good time to check in with some of your friends who you know have lost somebody in their life or are going through a hard time Um, but in our next episode we're going to catch up with Sarah about the what happened next Um, we're going to talk Mm. to her about what the grief looked like what it felt like how she's kind of got to where she is today and maybe some of the tools that she uses or Um, even some of the things that she found helpful or really unhelpful so um, thank you again for joining us thank you so much and I know it always does but we will catch up with you guys and revisit an episode in our part two of this one okay Thank you.